0: You're gonna need
1: a bigger boat. Oh what a day! What a lovely day! I'm having an old friend. You are a toy. Oh, she wouldn't even harm a fly. You can't handle the truth. I'll be back. English motherfucker, do
0: you speak it? Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming, swimming,
1: swimming. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Cinematic Blind Spots. I'm Adam, and I'm Josh, and uh, before we get started today, I just have to give a shout out personally to uh, the guy who uh, told me about this uh, recording method we're using now. In case you haven't noticed, it sounds uh, considerably better than our last episode did because we were recording through Zoom. Today we're using, uh, it's actually a website, it's not even a program, it's called cleanfeed.net, I found out about this through Mike Delgado of Booth Junkies. You can find his YouTube channel. He's a professional voice actor with a lot of cool information. And uh, yeah, this is like a good way to get very good quality audio between, uh, between different users on the internet. So like right now I'm still sitting at my computer using my Blue Yeti mic, but uh, Josh is using his uh, Android tablet and uh, I think his uh, Bluetooth headphones. So yep. really good for this current uh, situation of social, uh, social, distancing. <laughs> yeah, social distancing or depending on where you are, uh, possibly, possibly a shelter in place, meaning don't leave your house under any circumstances except under emergencies. So uh, yeah, if, you got, if anybody listening to this is looking, looking to continue their podcasting but just can't get together with their friends to record, check out cleanfeed.net. It is completely free. I mean, of course, there is like a paid pro version you can get, but for what we need for recording podcasting, that's perfect because it's free. So today we are talking about a movie from 2004. It's an anime movie. I just I just realized, Josh, it's been like four months since I made you watch anything animated. (laughs)
0: It has been about yeah, four months, yeah. That
1: I think the last thing right. I think the last thing I made you watch was uh Tokyo Godfathers.
0: Yeah, so it's like uh Anna Anna Ferris in a scary movie when he's going and opens her panties. It's been a while. <laughs>
1: oh god. <laughs> Surprised I didn't know about that one. <laughs> but today we are talking about a movie from two thousand four. Starring the voice, now this is, you know me, I like, I prefer my anime with Japanese, in Japanese uh, language, but this is one of the few that I actually like to watch in English, because you've got some pretty uh, all-star voice talent here. You have Anna Paquin, you've got freaking Patrick Stewart, and Alfred Molina, and I have (laughs) to give a shout, or, or, or mention... Uh, one of the other voice actresses, she didn't really get top billing, but in the voice acting community, she is very well known, and that is Carrie Walgren. Today, we are talking about Steamboy, directed by Katsuhiro Otomo, who is the same guy who directed Akira, which I'll never forget. That was the first time I think I ever saw an animated movie on a video store shelf that had a sticker on it that said, not for kids. <laughs> uh, okay. Do you do you remember Suncoast Video? Yes. Okay. Yes. There. Yep. What I remember. I was at Suncoast Video, and looking through all this, you know, this was all on VHS. They didn't have DVD. DVDs were not a thing back then yet. But um right. yeah, the VHS tape of Akira had a sticker on it said "Not for kids at all."
0: Okay.
1: Okay. Yeah, that's <laughs> another one I haven't seen. <laughs> well, of of I mean, personally, between Steamboy and Akira. I like Steamboy Boy better just because it's a much more straightforward story. Like, Akira is one of those movies that no matter how many times you watch it, you still get to the end of it going, what the fuck just happened? And, Oh, yeah. okay, yeah.
0: Well, I, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a
1: beautiful movie. It's a, a beautifully animated, revolutionary type of movie. But just, it's, it has a very confusing ending. Okay. So, yes. This movie... Steam Boy has a Rotten Tomato critic score of 59% and an audience score of 68%. So the critics is like, just below fresh. I, I don't understand why they couldn't just give it that extra 1%. <laughs> it, was, it was made on a budget of 2.4 billion yen, which is about $26 oh, okay. cool. million dollars U.S., The domestic box office, because like we said before, you know, anime movies do not get wide releases here, or at least they they didn't in 2004. Um, I I knew a guy back in 2004, I think, who, you know, living here in South Carolina, drove up to Virginia or West Virginia somewhere to a movie theater to see the Cowboy Bebop movie because, because it wasn't getting shown anywhere here in in, in our area. Now, you know, 20... 2020 16 years later anime movies do tend to get a little bit more of a uh, wider release even if it's only for one or two days but I would the domestic yeah, normally a yeah. fathom it yeah but the domestic box office of this film was $470,000 ooh yeah but even worldwide it looked like this movie did not do very well because according to wikipedia it only made 18.9 million Off a $26 million budget. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah, not good at all. Which, I don't understand why, because I really like this movie. This movie is like, especially the second half of it, is like an animated epic. It's got a battle scale that's on like, I'm going to say Lord of the Rings again. (laughs) How many times have I said Lord of the Rings in the last two (laughs) weeks? Um, Oh, goodness, yes. But, you know, when you when I think of epic battles that take a long time, it's not like a single fight scene. It's like a battle that takes up half the movie. This movie has that. And it's a pretty amazing spectacle to be an animated film. Now, most of this movie is still hand-drawn animation, but there are parts of it that are computer animated. Very small parts of it, in percentage-wise. I want to say there's like 188,000 frames of hand-drawn animation, and then about 40,000 frames of, um, computer animation. Oh, wow. Okay. But, um, so, so I'm guessing you watch this one in English too.
0: Yeah. When it comes to these movies, I'm going to follow what you say. If you mm-hmm. say, watch it in English, I'll do it. If you say the voice act is not very good, I'll watch subtitles cause it doesn't bother me. But if you recommend it in English, I'm going to follow that lead.
1: Well, I am glad to know that you, uh, that you value my opinion that much.
0: <laughs> yeah, when it comes to these, I definitely do.
1: Okay. Well, th- this movie kind of starts off if see before before watching Steam Steam Boy, I did not know really anything about the steampunk genre of science fiction. Are you familiar at all with it? No. Okay. Yeah, because like there's, you know, there's Cyberpunk, which is like, you know, um the Matrix or uh Blade Runner those are perfect examples of cyberpunk movies or cyberpunk science fiction then there's steampunk basically this is steampunk is a genre of science fiction where the in, where internal combustion never happened where everything still runs on steam um which you come to think about it and especially seeing some of the things you see in this movie if everything still ran on steam nowadays good lord work hazard workplace hazards would be through the roof <laughs> <laughs> yeah Cause this movie starts. I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Cause this movie starts underground in some caves and we see these guys, these scientists that are collecting this water that is, you know, slowly dripping from these stalactites. Supposedly this is some kind of like really high, not, not like high proof, but I guess really pure water. And you know, scientists are saying that it could easily take a hundred years for this for this water to replenish itself in that form or in that pure of a state. Now, this was in, I think, like somewhere in Scandinavia or maybe Russia. I can't remember. But the next thing we no, see. No, it,
0: it, it actually said Alaska and then called it Russian America. Okay. I, I made a note of that, that okay. it said Alaska,
1: Russian America. Well, this was an eighteen, Which I like, guess 60 something, sixty-six. Yeah, it's so maybe Alaska yeah. was not a state, or maybe Alaska was not a, a, an American state back then. I'm not sure. I'm real I'd, I'm sorry. I'm not much of a yeah, tri- history I'd, buff. Whenever it comes to, to uh, yeah. whenever it comes to stuff like that, right? I'd have to look that up. I don't know either. <laughs> but these two scientists, the older scientist, and his son. his, his son's name is Eddie. Older scientist is they're, they're testing this, I guess, this water this, to see how much power they can create out of it, because it's all, you know, everything is steam-powered, like I said. And the older scientist, is, which is voiced by Patrick Stewart, we'll just call him Dr. Steam, because that is his last name. Oh, okay. I think his, what was his name, Lawrence? I think Lawrence Steam. But yeah, his last name is Steam. And his son, Eddie Steam, is working with him. Now, they're testing this to see, I guess, just how much pressure they can get out of it. But it's, a, you know, so much pressure that it's causing everything to blow up, you know? And, you know, the, yeah. and, and Eddie's like, Dad, shut it down. This is not this is not a good idea. And, and, and Dr. Steam just says, well, from risk comes progress. And that comes that comes back to, to bite him later in the year or later in the movie because <laughs> something breaks and Eddie gets blasted with all this hot steam and the pipes explodes, and all the rest of the gear explodes, and you see a bunch of guys that, like, up in, up in the, kind of like a catwalk, and they're all in suits, you know, they're, you know, they're like the investor guys who are, you know, paying for all this. They're making a quick exit. Now, coming, combing through all the wreckage, I, this, this movie's got some amazing camera work. For being an animated film, there are some really cool camera work in it. Or is some really cool camera work because the camera just kind of slowly pans up on what's left of the machine, and at the center is this black metal ball, and that and then just kind of fades to black. But I love the title card for this movie because you've got all these gears and clockwork looking stuff, and then you know all bringing together the, the letters to spell Steamboy. Yep, yep, that was kind of cool. I like that. that was a nice touch. Yeah. Now we cut to Manchester in this 18- is. I'm sorry. And this is when we get to 1866. Okay, so this is it's been three years. Say, Good grief. Did it did was it 1863?
0: You might be right. I, I didn't actually have a date on that opening scene, but I know here it cuts to 1866. Cause I wrote right. Down. So we see in, in Manchester.
1: Manchester, England, everything powered by steam. You know, like all of the um, what would have been like women working at the looms making fabric. Well, that's all steam powered. You know, all the vehicles are steam powered. All the machinery is steam powered. Now, the head of some company is not happy because apparently something he's got is some, something is, is breaking down. They're trying to stop this machine and this just won't stop. Now that's, that's another thing. Like if if this was electricity, you could just kill the power and everything would stop, but because it's steam, the steam has to go somewhere. You have to let it vent somewhere. And this, and I love this one guy. I think his name is, was his name Pete or Peter. He, he just kind of shows up with a sledgehammer to try to stop this thing. And he mentions that Ray is down in the machine trying to make it stop. So this guy just starts slinging his sledgehammer at these different, um, um, levers and stuff, just knocking everything loose, trying to get the machine to stop. And of course, the, the, the guy, the head of the company is like, oh no, that's going to cost us a fortune. Yeah, it, of course, because all he cares about is money. Um, but um, but no, Ray manages to save this thing right before it blows. Now the boss man is, is still pissed about how much he's going to have to pay to fix everything. So we see Ray, now, and, and this is it. Ray yeah. is probably, I mean, I don't know how old he is. He doesn't look like he can be more than about 12 maybe
0: yeah that's what i was thinking yeah he's pretty young young.
1: um and uh we see him leaving work and we see him looking at a sign for the great london exhibition so it's kind of like a world's fair kind of a thing and um one of his i guess did he run into one of his friends or something talking about oh that's right his friend was selling papers he talks about leaving oh, yeah, work okay. so he, and because the boss man was being such a dick. Ray took this brass valve as payment yep. for saving the boiler. <laughs> and uh, we get a quick cut up to the uh, train station. And we see the older scientist, Dr. Steam, from earlier leaving the train. But he sees these creepy guys looking for him. I mean, you see these guys and they just look like straight up bad news. Now we cut back to Ray, who is at the train yard and these, you know, just watching these trains go all over and, bu- and these bullies show up. These other kids are talking shit about him, you know, saying, oh, your dad, and your granddad are crazy. No one, in no one in England will hire him. That's why they have to go work in America. Right. And yep. Ray just clocks one of these kids in the back of the head with this brass valve <laughs> and like, oh, that's got to hurt. Yeah, God. that had to hurt. <laughs> so... Now we see Ray coming home. His, I guess it's his mother and a couple of the kids in the neighborhood. They're doing like know, reading lessons or something. And he yeah. just kind of skips on by, doesn't, doesn't go in for school or anything. So he's, he's in his shop and his shop still has gas lamps. And we can see so he's him
0: making hand puppets outside the window.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. He, t- he like takes, making, his, the, takes making his like, off. The, like his sister. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think that was his sister. I think light. it was just a girl from the neighborhood. I can't remember her name, but I'm pretty sure, uh, uh, I'm pretty sure that wasn't his sister. I'm sorry. Oh, it wasn't his sister? No, the sister and the little boy that were in there were not, Mm -hmm. um, were not siblings. I think they said at one point that like their parents were out of town. So that, so they were staying at the steam house or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, hmm. All right. So he's, so Ray is in his shop, you know, trying to figure out how he's going to use this brass valve of his, and he's he's looking at, you know, what if, what one of his con- inventions he could put it on. Now he next thing we see is him in the house, and he's sitting in the dunce chair, not be not being allowed to eat because he hit that kid. Now, yeah. we see a photo of the older scientist, who is his grandfather, and Eddie, Ray's dad. So they're all a family of inventors. And the next day, Ray is working on that that invention, some kind of a steam-powered wheel he's got. Now, we receive a package from grandfather from America, and it's the same black metal ball we saw earlier. We get another knock at the door, and it's the creepy guys from the station. And what the, their names were like Jason and Alfred, I think. Jason was the bald-headed one. He looked like he could be Jason. Like, you put a hockey mask on okay. this guy, he'd probably fit in just fine. <laughs> and they're from the O'Hara Foundation. The people that, this, uh, that the steam men worked for, you know, the father and, and Eddie, grandfather and Eddie. Yeah. They're here for the yeah. steam ball, the, the big metal thing that they got. It was supposed to go to the Great Exhibition in London, but but Ray is not going to give it to him because Grandpa said not to trust the O'Hara Foundation. There was a letter in the in the back in the, in the box that said, "Don't trust anyone yep. from the O'Hara Foundation." Now Grandpa shows up, and starts to confront these guys, and says that Eddie is dead. Now they start to fight, and. Grandpa he tells, tells Ray, to Ray to take the ball to to who? What did, what did he say? Robert Stevenson. Robert Stevenson. I can't remember. Yes. Stevenson. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not sure he who said, that guy is. Do not let, just let yet. it get to London. Yeah. Don't let the ball get to London. That's exactly what he said. So Grandpa and the little goon are Alfred are are fighting while Jason comes running downstairs and Mother nails Jason in the face with a pillow. I just love that. But he pulls out this huge pistol and fires a flare. And some guy watching from a distance starts, you know, he's like, oh, that's my cue. And he starts pulling this tarp off of something that he's sitting on. This huge thing. And uh, while Ray is trying to get on the wheel thing from earlier, this thing, this giant vehicle comes rolling down the street, basically like a train without any tracks and crashes into Ray's house, then starts chasing him. So this this wheel we've seen him working on is some kind of a steam powered uh, motorcycle, I guess, although it only has one wheel. That's pretty crazy. One of the things I like about this movie is how original and how inventive some of their ideas are. Like you think, wow, if if, you know, if we really had that technology in 1866, someone probably would have would have come up with that. So maybe, yeah. So, like, this thing is chasing Ray all over Manchester, like, and people from this train are watching it, people from this actual passenger train, and Ray takes his bike up onto the train tracks while there is actually a train behind him on the tracks. So, the train thing does the same and catches Ray between them and the train, and Ray climbs off just in time for his, you know, for his new invention to get smashed to pieces, unfortunately. Um, Yep. Now, this one guy from the train who um, actually has seen him from the train is like, oh, we need to stop that thing. We need to stop it. This kid, uh, this kid is in trouble. So they managed to run the big train. <laughs> I keep saying train thing. I wish I had more of a technical term to call this thing. It's just a big train without without yeah. tracks. <laughs> but like they push this thing off into the water and it still keeps going. Like it's, I, I guess it's also a boat too. <laughs> um. Now the passenger is David. The guy who stopped the train is David, and he works for Robert Stevenson. Now the steam, uh, the the train thing fires another flare as it's paddling away. So they're like, okay, we need to get out of here. So David and Robert were in town because of Ray's granddad. And Ray's father and grandfather have discovered something big. As they're talking, I love this part, as they're talking they see someone on the roof of the train then these Big claws, like just kind of tear the top of the train off, and there's like a zeppelin or something above the train, trying to yeah. get, all trying to get to this this little ball, this this black ball thing that that, that, uh, that Ray is carrying. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, and the bad guys are trying to take the steam ball, and one of them accidentally turns the valve on the side, and the steam that comes out is powerful enough <clears throat> to tear up the side of a building. Like, it's powerful, and, you know, they're they're probably, you know, 30, 40 feet away from these buildings as they're going past, and they're blowing off all the brick and mortar on the side of these buildings. So, long story short, the bad guys managed to take Ray and the Steam Ball, even though they only needed the Steam Ball. Right.
0: Yeah, yeah, they shot the net out, and it got them both, Ray yeah. and the Ball,
1: together. Yeah, it did. <sighs> so, they're trying to... Ray's mother is just, first of all, she's just looking at the remains of the front of her house because it's been demolished by this thing. And Stevenson is looking at Ray's shop and he says it looks like Grandpa was preparing for a demonstration of something. So Stevenson tells Mrs. Steam that they will bring back, that they will bring back Ray safely. Of course he does. He's, he's a good guy. So now we're in London. It's nighttime, London, and the Zeppelin yep. that took that took Ray appears at night, flying over the city. And the very next thing we see the next day is this massive ship, this power, big steam-powered ship, coming into the harbor with a with just one person, one little girl standing on the deck, all dressed <laughs> in red. The name of the ship is Scarlet, and this girl is also mm-hmm. named Scarlet. Scarlet O'Hara. Oh, I. I...
0: I had to laugh at that <laughs> Yeah, A movie taking place in 1866 named Scarlet O'Hare.
1: Hello. Gone with the wind. Yeah. Now I can't remember. Was, was it, was, was gone with the wind. Was it Scarlet O'Hare or Scarlet O'Hara? Because if that's, that's you the case. You might be right. I'm, i I'll have to look that up, but it's really close. Yeah, either way, it was
0: close enough for the, for me to make that connection.
1: <laughs> yeah. No joke. <laughs> Someone must have been a fan of Gone with the Wind. Now she, we all we automatically know, like apparently this is her ship. It's like, this, like this ship is there just for her. Otherwise, why, why else would it have her name on it? You know, she's got this little chihuahua. I mean, why all? I guess all rich girls have to have chihuahuas for some reason. Um, <laughs> and, um. This, she's not at all nice to this thing either. Like she's mean to it. She likes oh, sh- no. hitting it on the head because it won't stop barking. Just not being nice. But we meet this guy. I think we saw this guy earlier in the very beginning of the movie. He's in a suit. His name is Simon. He tries to greet this girl, but she just blows him off. Now we see Ray sitting at a very nice table, and people are preparing to serve food, despite the fact that Ray is kind of sitting there going, "Um, excuse me, I was I was just kidnapped. Can someone tell me what's going yeah. on?" Um, and then the Chihuahua comes in, and Scarlet comes chasing it. And she hits it again, and then she sees Ray, and she's like, oh, you must be Dr. Edward's son. Which, of course, Ray's like, how do you know my dad? What are you talking about? How do you know that? Now, Simon comes in to sit at the table and isn't acting like Ray is a prisoner. Scarlet is the granddaughter of the man who founded the O'Hara Foundation. And Ray just starts to... understandably starts to lay into them like what the hell is wrong with you people why did you bring me here when another person joins them like this door opens and like all this steam kind of comes wafting out this guy's got a metal plate over one side of his face and a metal hand and it's dr edward it's ray's father kind of remind me of kano yeah oh yeah kano from uh, from mortal kombat (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah i guess you could because yeah he's, he's got the metal plate over one of his eyes or something um, yeah. yeah so ray is obviously shocked to see that his father <laughs> is still alive now while right. and while edward is talking about his plans scarlet's complaining about the pate that is just how dense this girl is she is completely oblivious to anything that's not right in front of it's not not something to do with her now, Edward's just like, "Ray, let me come show you some of my work." And Scarlett is just so offended that they would leave like that. She's like, "Oh, you're so horrible!" <laughs> like you have a strange definition of horrible." <clears throat> now, uh, Ray and Edward I love this part because Ray and Edward get on this elevator, and Scarlet jumps yeah. on board at the very last second, like she's, she is like holding the doors open just long enough for her to get through. Now, Edward is just going on and on about all the things they've discovered. They've discovered steam that can create extreme pressure, so we've already seen that a little bit now. And there are these giant gears and machinations everywhere, and Ray sees another steam ball at the center of it all. There are three of them. in this whole castle, this whole building is powered by these three little steam balls. I say they're little, they're probably about the size of a, I don't know, maybe a basketball, maybe a little bit smaller than that. And yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. And Scarlet is using every opportunity to, co- to brag about something else. Like, Oh, do you think this is something you should see Niagara falls or, Oh, that's no big deal. I already have uh, two hot air balloons and a Zeppelin or some, some shit like that. She's just not a very <laughs> likable character. Um, now they get to the top of the castle and they can see the entire city of London from this control room. That's at the top of this castle. Um, And the O'Hara Foundation, this is part of Edward's plan, is that the O'Hara Foundation is going to use the London Exhibition to display the power of the Steam Castle. Steam. Yep. Now, the the Steam Castle was originally Grandpa's idea, and Edward came along to help him, but they had a falling out over their ideas, (laughs) their visions of what this thing could be. And... I was already like, okay, so, um, so what was Grandpa's original vision? That, I would like to see that. What, what, was, what was so different about that? And you do get to see it eventually. Now, Edward wants to help him finish it. And now we get a conversation between Robert Stevenson and um, this Admiral. This she, Admiral, I think. Oh, okay. I thought I, I, I would put General, but you might be right. Yeah, I, I think, well... Since he's in the navy, I'm going to say an admiral. <laughs> okay, yeah, that makes sense. Um, we find out that the the O'Hara Foundation is basically an arms dealer. Like, apparently, I, I'd have to. Yeah, this would have been after the American Civil War because during the American Civil War, they claim the O'Hara Foundation sound or uh, sold arms to both sides and made a killing.
0: Yeah, it's one year after it ended. Yeah. Because that ended in 65, and this is 1866.
1: You're right, you're right. I knew it was 60-something when it it. ended. Now, we get, (laughs) this is kind of a weird scene, because we get these two guys out on this little boat, I guess they're fishing or something, and then some kind of submersible comes up out of the Thames River, and Ray is inside just kind of waving at them, you know? I imagine that would have been pretty weird. I mean, hell, if that happened today, I'd be kind of I'd be kind of freaked out. Um, <laughs> so Ray and his dad are working on the steam castle and Scarlett shows up to ask Ray to fix her dog's treadmill. Treadmill. Yes. I Yes. <laughs> which is basically a steam powered hamster wheel. And, and like Ray is at first is like, I don't care. I don't care at all. But now we go and see. He's like, "Fine, I'll go check it out." And the dog is stuck inside. This poor little dog. He's getting way too much exercise. <laughs> yeah, he has to. He has to stop it <laughs> to get the dog out. Now that now they don't have a replacement part to fix it. So he and Scarlet and it says they need an English part. <laughs> yeah, they need. They need. I guess a metric. Um, because but everything yeah, right. everything there is built with um with American standard size parts and Scarlet's like so let me guess I was like so she's like so no let me get this straight we're in London we're in England and you can't find English parts or something like that so they decide to sneak yeah. into the pavilion <laughs> to sneak into the pavilion where they're having this thing and steal one. Now Scarlet's just it's she's just amazed at like things like you know mirrors and reflections and stuff like that. Mirror, and, yeah. Yeah. And you know, how much fun she's having with that. And she calls Ray over to check out some mirrors. And that's when I guess Ray kind of realizes that he thinks Scarlet's pretty good looking. And it's, it's, almost like they moved, they almost move to kiss, but then Ray starts talking about how much his mother would love to see this. And Scarlet's like, and
0: this, this got me here. When Scarlet starts talking about how she has five mothers,
1: yes. Did you write down all of her all, all one, of her I, mothers? I, I,
0: I do. One who cooks for her, one who does the shopping, one who teaches her, one who takes her horseback riding, and the last one who reads her her bedtime stories. Yeah,
1: it's <laughs> like my goodness, really? Yeah, yeah. Apparently so. Okay. Okay. Hey, she says that Ray is a mama's boy because he threw away a letter he wrote to his mother saying how much he hates it in London. It's like, how how did she get his letter? How did she get the letter that he wrote? <coughs> right. Now, um, the next scene, we see like this long hallway with all these doors, and one of them just randomly blows up. And it's Grandpa. He's... <laughs> leaving his cell and he's like, I'm not going to let you finish it, Eddie. I'm not going to let you finish Steam Castle. I mean, Patrick Stewart sounds a lot more epic than that. Um.
0: <laughs> he does, but is this where he all of a sudden shows up without a shirt for the rest of the movie? Was it right here?
1: Yeah. Cause I, they they had him in some kind of a holding cell.
0: <laughs> yeah. He has no shirt and he doesn't have it the rest of the movie. I was like, okay. Yeah. Pretty funny. Um.
1: Now Ray asks his father about the letter he gave him to send to mother. And Eddie says he wrote, he wrote a letter, too, that he wrote a letter once a week. Once but a month. Apparently, oh, once one, a week. Okay, well, I have once a month. It, oh, I thought it was once a week. It might have been once a month. Who knows? You might be right. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, apparently nobody has been getting them. Like, the O'Hara Foundation's been, like, keeping them? I don't know. So yeah. they find out about Grandpa getting out, and now the castle's losing power. So Grandpa is running around Steam Castle sabotaging things. Okay, Adam, and they find out because they need Ray
0: to go turn off this valve 53 in section 7 or something like this. Uh-huh. Right? And when they do this, the day I watched this, if you remember, we had been talking about shining book versus the movie, right? Uh-huh. That was the day I watched this, and I'm like, this is what I said. You do not want to see a movie where he has to go check the boiler all the time. <laughs> and here we get us here we get oh go to section seven valve 53 i'm like okay it's not the first time so i don't think i made that connection at this point but i made it throughout the movie
1: well i i guess you're right because like um getting off topic here i was talking with a friend recently about the movie um ready player one and he was like, oh, I hated the movie because the book was so much better. I hated the movie. And I was like, well, I like both. I like the book and I like the movie because, let's be honest, you know, in the book, the the, the thing he had to do to find the first key was he had to beat a wizard at a, uh, I think it was a, a game of Joust, you know, the old arcade game. Like, that is nowhere right. near as epic as that giant race through New York City like they had in the movie. <laughs> so, yeah, like, I don't know
0: glad you brought that up. That- I was say, I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, our friend Jeff Hunt, he does a podcast. Yeah. And they actually did the discussion on Ready Player One book versus movie.
1: Oh, I need to listen to
0: that. Where they broke down, yeah, you need to listen to that because it, it talks about that. They actually weren't happy they didn't do the game of Joust because I guess them being a child of the 80s growing up with that game, that was kind of a nostalgia
1: thing they wanted to see and didn't get to. Yeah, Joust <laughs> was kind of was kind of before my time. I grew up, you know, the original Nintendo era that was my first game console um yeah so yeah like i didn't know what joust was until i think <coughs> midway released a bunch of their old arcade games on the super nintendo okay. um but yeah so i i can see why you know you don't always want the book to, or the movie to be 100 percent like the book now yeah okay so they send ray to close this valve somewhere and that's when he finds grandpa And Grandpa is mad that Ray seems to be on Edward's side. Edward's sold out to the capitalist, is what he said. He wants... And and Grandpa wants to get the steam ball back. Now, the opening exhibition of the ceremony... Or the opening ceremony of the exhibition is tomorrow. Excuse me. Uh, Ray and Grandpa are walking through a hangar, looking at the steam-powered weapons that the O'Hara Foundation has made. And Grandpa is just going on and on about how O'Hara exists just to make money any way they can, mostly through creating war machines. And Ray thinks, oh, this isn't so bad until he sees the same kind of machine that destroyed their house. And, and it was called Giant Despair. Yeah, that's what yeah, that's what Grandpa called them, Giant Despair. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And the O'Hara Foundation sunk all their money into into making all this stuff. So they, so they're here at the exhibition to try and sell it all. Now, Grandpa causes an explosion to create a diversion so they can steal the steam ball again. And like, while, while this is going on, Eddie is like across on the other side of this big cavernous room, monologuing about the, you know, the other, or about, the, about how science is power. And this steam castle was not meant, was originally not meant to be a weapon of war, blah, 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 blah. And Grandpa is trying to steal the steam ball when he gets shot by Alfred, one of the goons from earlier. So oh, Ray yeah. sees this and decides he wants to be on Grandpa's side. He takes the steam ball and runs. And when he takes the steam ball, things stop working. You know, it takes three of these things to run this entire castle, and now it's got 33% less power, I guess. Right. Now, now Ray gets cornered and just jumps over the edge of this, preface, this uh, precipice. It's like way far down and he miraculously survives and ends up getting flushed out of a pipe into the thames river and um it
0: looked like he caught a zip line to me
1: yeah he caught some kind of a cable somewhere that slid him somewhere else and yeah somehow ended up in in the the river and and they're still shooting at him in the river this 12 year old boy or whatever yeah and and uh (laughs) damn yeah, and, Char- and, and Scarlet hears them shooting and sees that they're shooting at Rain's. like, what are you doing? So yeah. <laughs> then the side of Steam Castle opens up briefly and these things that look like claws, giant claws start to come out to try and like grab him out of the river when a ship from the Royal Navy shows up. And this thing is huge. It's yeah. just massive. So then they like retract the claws back into the side of the castle and like, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll try something else. Now, Simon wants to know what they'll do while they're missing a steam ball. And Eddie's like, well, I'm just going to run the steam castle anyway. And they're like, you know, that could be very bad. And like, I don't care. We're going to do it. (laughs) So now we see Ray is back with David and Stevenson again. They're watching all of these military leaders who've come to see the steam (coughs) castle demonstration. And the Royal Navy is planning to attack and Stevenson and company want the steam ball to power their own weapons. So these guys who were supposed to be the good guys, you know, fighting for, you know, or, you know, there for justice and everything, they're, they're just, they just wanted the steam ball for themselves so they could power their own stuff. And all of these little boats of full of police are going to attack steam castle. And this is like, as this big thing is happening, like as this big, uh, um, um, exhibition is happening like you see the queen there you know giving her blessing on the opening ceremonies we see like i don't know like some um high-ranking minister you know praying god's blessings over everything It's like this shit's about to go down you guys should probably you know i don't know duck and cover somewhere and 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 uh, the the royal navy or the you know stevenson everybody knows this so they're like okay get the queen out of here yeah now I I love this. um, Coming up here, this, at first, you know, I was watching this kind of going, wow, I thought there was a lot more action in this movie. But then I realized the movie's just about half over and this big fight is just now getting started. So like, Scarlet is looking for Simon. She's pissed that the, that the, you know, Jason was shooting at Ray earlier. And she sees grandpa and asks where Ray is. And she didn't know that her family's company was making weapons. Like, she, she, she was unaware. I, I'm wondering who actually runs this company. Like, because so far the only person we've seen from the O'Hara Foundation is this little girl. Like, who's, who's actually running things? <laughs> right. So, these cops come out, you know, that have, that have come ashore are banging on the doors and they just want this open. Like, I forgot to mention, but Steam Castle is, like, right on the River Thames. So, it's almost like on its own little island. Now the cops outside are banging on the doors and they, when they just open, and inside is some kind of a steam-powered suit of armor. And you're like, okay, shit's about to go down. (laughs) Now Ray is with Stevenson. They're going to Stevenson's workshop and he's seeing all the weapons that they're making too and Ray isn't happy about that. Um, And we see, (laughs) now we cut back to all of the cops running from Steam Castle. Now there yeah. are a lot of these steam soldiers, and and like these guys are equipped with grenade launchers and shit. Like I don't know if the cops had anything. And there's this big battle starting outside of the pavilion, and Simon is you know they're watching. All these military guys are watching from like the balconies, like oh these are our steam troopers, blah 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 blah. He's he's a salesman. He's trying to sell all this shit. And then Scarlet shows up. I love this part because yeah. Scarlet shows up to yell at Simon. And then she sees the battle with, and, and Simon says, oh, it's just a little war with Great Britain. And she's like, what? And he's like, yes, we're demonstrating how, oh, we're demonstrating the, uh, the quality of O'Hara products. And she just goes, make sure we win. And then kind of just wanders off. Like this, this, this little girl doesn't get anything, I, I don't think. She doesn't, she doesn't understand anything that is going on. Now, Stevenson and the Admiral from earlier are watching the battle. And when they find out that the Queen has been taken back to the palace, Steven says they can attack without restraint. Now they are sending tanks to attack Steam Castle. And with this, I think, begins one of the most epic animated battles ever. There are tanks on both sides. Like, the, the O'Hara Foundation has tanks that have, like, spider legs and stuff. And then the, others, the other tanks, they're, all, they're, like, they're more like regular tanks. And Real. Simon is, of course, watching all this and OK, now we can now we can uh, show you some real fun. Let's send out the aero core. Now, this was in 1866. <laughs> this was before anyone had ever flown like like this. Right. Yeah. Um, and we cut back to Ray, who is still with David. And David is just going on about how amazing the steam ball is. But Ray still isn't happy. He's just he's just sitting. there. you guys are so full of shit. Now Steam Castle is sending out guys in flying suits to drop bombs on the attacking forces. One of them crashes into the exhibition hall and one of his bombs goes off. I was like, yeah, this is, this is not a good start to this ceremony here, to these, uh, this exhibition. <laughs> now, when David hears someone saying something about flying soldiers, he's like, oh, you're insane. It's gotta be birds or something. So he runs off to check <laughs> on it. And that's when, that's when Ray starts to disconnect the steam ball. So while Simon is still giving his sales pitch, Scarlet just walks out onto the battlefield. This one little girl with her little red parasol walking onto this battlefield, thinking she's going to see the Queen. And, like, one of the tanks fires a shot that goes right past her. Like, to the point where the shockwave kind of turns her parasol inside out. And a bunch of these steam troopers come out to rescue her, and then one of them gets blown up. She sees that there's a man inside of it. And that's when she, I guess when yeah. she finally figures out this is not a good thing. This is pretty terrible. Um, she's horrified at everything now. Now, David is still going on about the flying soldiers. When he sees Ray trying to, stake, trying to take the steam ball back, he hits Ray and takes it back himself. And just then, one of the sky soldiers comes crashing into the shop again. Like, these guys are not very good at flying. <laughs> um... <laughs> now ray has the steam it's ball again
0: technology
1: yeah it's the technology yeah this this is part of this last epic battle is like a it's like a game of hot potato like who has the steam ball and who who wants it back um and now uh oh i, I always laugh so hard every time i see this part because now the o'hara group is going to debut their aqua corps underwater soldiers crazy looking underwater soldiers trying to come up on land and shows that they're not very good <laughs> at climbing stairs <laughs> Because this one, like, misses the first step or his foot slips. And then he just kind of goes clank, 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 clank. Falling back down the steps. I, that, that part gets me every single time. Now, as, Tra- as Ray is trying to leave, he sees the crashed soldier and gets an idea. Now we have a conversation between Eddie and Grandpa talking. Eddie is still planning to launch the castle with only two steam balls. And, and, and grandpa's like, no, that's, that's, that's insane. You won't be able to do it. And Eddie looks at him and says the same thing that he said earlier from risk comes progress. You're the one that taught me that. Aren't you father? Now, just when the whole castle gets rocked, they, they, they took a round from the Royal Navy. Yeah. Now, Ray is still working on something from the crash. He's trying. He's he's trying to to take this like something of what, what this guy was using to fly and 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 use it for himself. Now, Eddie comes up to the control deck and starts adjusting things up, up on the top of the castle. And he's got this really cool system of lenses that he uses that lets him see in all directions at any time from the from the control panel. It's like that's a pretty cool um, little. Th- I guess, way of doing things. I thought, um, cause like, ah, oh, what do they call? I forget what they call those. Like, I guess like a gyroscope. It's like a gyroscope with all these different lenses all around him and he can use it to see any way, anywhere at any time. Um, and he sees the Navy just as they fire another shot and he tells his men to launch and his men are like, no, there's no way we can do this. There's not enough power. We're not ready. And he's like, just do it we if we don't launch now, it'll never <laughs> happen. Now he rolls up the sleeve of his metal hand to reveal that his entire arm is just a bunch of gears that he inserts into the controls of Steam Castle. Now, all sides of Steam Castle are starting to fall away like all of the outside the you know the really nice victorian looking exterior starts to fall away, and Simon is like um. And Simon is still selling this as part of the demonstration. And the Admiral, who's, you know, watching from his ship, oh, he's like, oh, do you see how well it's made? It takes a couple of rounds. It all comes falling apart. But Stevenson, he's like, no, (laughs) there's something else there. Now, Scarlet from the observation deck looking for Simon, but finds Eddie instead. He said, and Eddie said he's going to pilot the castle. And she's like, why do you pilot a castle? Castles don't go anywhere. But now this whole castle takes flight. This is pretty awesome. Yeah, it just starts lifting up, yeah. Yeah, it's like all these jets underneath it are picking it up, flying. So this whole thing, they're trying to sell this whole thing as like a mobile uh, command center or something like that, I guess. Um, Whereas before, yeah, it looked all elegant and Victorian. Now the outside is all black and creepy looking. And Ray is watching this from a distance knowing that it's going to explode. And David wants to take the steam ball to start his own workshop. He's like, Nope. And Stevenson's done. He, he's like, he, he's not going anywhere. And now that steam castle has taken flight, he's done. We can start our own, uh, our own lab, our own workshop and, and make our own inventions. But Ray, all Ray wants to do is get his dad and his grandpa out of there. Yeah. And this is when David decides it would be a good idea to try and smash the steam ball with a stick. This guy's a scientist? Was well, not a good idea. This guy's a fucking scientist? <laughs> he knows how much power is cr- is trapped inside this thing and he thinks the best idea is to hit it with a stick. <laughs> <laughs> not a very not a very bright scientist. <laughs> now we see that everything that steam castle is flying over is turning to ice. It's freezing including the river, the Thames. And at first when I first saw this I was like, "What?" And then and then, you know, Stevenson, I guess um, he, he explains, that, yeah, whenever something that has been held at pressure releases, it draws heat from everywhere from its surroundings. So everything freezes. Like, oh, OK, but, that's some actual science in this movie. How about that? <laughs> now, Ray is able to take flight with the steam ball contraption that he has made up. And able to just kind of look at this thing and say, this is how it's going to fly. This is how I'm going to make it work. This is how I'm going to make it work. <clears throat> and Scarlet, his, his, she's, up on the, she's up on the command deck watching. She's like, oh, this is so amazing. I'm like, well, like, this, this beats a Zeppelin any day. But then she goes, isn't that bridge kind of close? <laughs> it's <laughs> London Bridge that they are heading for right in front of them. Simon is still trying to sell everything. And he tells Jason to, quote unquote, bring it out. Now, Ray is flying past the castle, getting shot at. When he sees a place to land, and he lands here briefly, and but then this door opens up, and Jason comes out, pushing some kind of a biplane. It's, it's like... It, it's, it's almost like a biplane that he's wearing. It's not like he's sitting in it. It's like he's strapped to it or something. It's crazy. Right. Now we see the Steam Castle crashing into London Bridge. London Bridge just cannot catch a break, can it? Oh. It's falling down. <laughs> Always falling down. Oh... <laughs> uh. Now Stevenson is trying to hold Steam Castle back with train engines and chains. They're like shooting these big harpoons into the side of it, and all these train engines are just going flying off the 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 land where they are. It's like like nothing is holding this thing back. Um, and then the chains start to break when Ray and Jason fly by. Jason is chasing ray and he's got the thing that he has that this biplane has got these big metal saw blades that just cut through all the chains and you know you see what happens when something when when chains with that much tension on them break it's pretty devastating and when he's like oh yeah he's, he's like proud of himself then ray kind of attacks from the top and using that steam ball flying contraption he's made up is able to push jason down into the water underwater now, when the chains break, Steam Castle kind of crashes down into the middle of the city, and this, and, you know, this is Simon showing off the escape zeppelins built into the side of the castle. But all the castle workers want to climb aboard too. Um, yeah,
0: they're trying to leave. <laughs>
1: yeah, I would be too. I'd be like, you know what? I don't think you guys yeah, pay me. Uh, now. Yeah. <laughs> no. Now. um... Now, Grandpa shows up into the control room to stop Eddie, and he's got a gun. Don't know where he got the gun from. Probably Someone probably just dropped it. Scarlet tries to stop Grandpa from shooting Eddie, but it doesn't work. Grandpa says he's going down with the ship, just like Eddie yep. now. Like, yep, we're all going down with the ship. He's like, yep, yep, we're, this is over. And Ray tells Grandpa that they can't blow the castle now. Or, or, or I'm sorry. Um, Scarlet tells Grandpa they can't blow the castle because it's in the middle of the city. And it's like, apparently the the plan was to go down in the Thames, in the river. Um, So they turn around, and Eddie and the controls are all sealed into the floor. So even though Eddie was quote-unquote shot, he's not actually dead. Like, I don't think anybody, hardly anybody actually dies in this movie. (laughs) So they, and now Ray has to put the steam ball back in the boiler room. He's got to put it back in where, where it's supposed to be, I guess, to get it enough power to get, the, to get this thing to take off again. Now, Ray is really good yeah. at this flying machine he's made. He's, he can dodge just about anything. Now, he's down back in the cavernous boiler room of this castle, like this, the heart <laughs> of this castle, and starts getting attacked by this pair of giant metal hands, like, crashing into stuff. And it's a, it's a crane... Right. That is being controlled by Alfred, early you know, Z- Z- goon number two from earlier. Um. Now while uh, we get we get a quick cut back to the control room, and Scarlet sees the controls come back up out of the floor, but Eddie is gone. And then back in the boiler room, you know, Ray is trying to dodge this thing that the, these hands that keep trying to kill him. Um, But Alfred gives away his location and Ray manages to get Alfred to crush himself with his own crane. (laughs) It's like, quit hitting yourself, quit hitting yourself. (laughs) That's what it made me think of Uh, another Ace Ventura reference. (laughs) Um, So now Ray gets the steam ball back in place. Eddie is still alive. He and grandpa are going to steer the, the castle back to the river, but Ray can't get back up because he doesn't have the steam ball anymore. So he manages to, like, I don't know, get enough, somehow, power enough steam into his machine to get him back up, I think. To get him back up to the control tower. <clears throat> but Eddie and yeah, Grandpa yeah. manage to write Steam Castle. And this is when Eddie's like, okay, Father, we'll, give, we'll show off uh, your original vision for Steam Castle. What did you think when you saw this part?
0: Uh, yeah, mm. I didn't, what, 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 what do you think? I didn't think anything
1: in particular. <clears throat> Well, the first time I saw this, I'm like, "What the hell, Why do they have like carousels and ferris wheels and carnival rides stuck?" Like, it's That's true in I did this ha- thing?
0: I, you're right. I do have the carousel. I guess I didn't think. With everything that was in here already, I was like, "Well, why not be a carousel at this point?" <laughs> I got a whole damn flying castle. Of course, there'd be a carousel to entertain some people. <laughs> yeah.
1: And yeah, and when 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 like all the investors are seeing this, Simon's like, "And uh, we and we've got something for the kids as well." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> now. Ray, yeah, finally makes it back up to the control room. This whole time, Steam Castle is springing leaks everywhere. Ray Ray crashes back into the control room to help Scarlet, but he doesn't have any more steam in his flying machine. So Eddie tells Ray that there's an emergency escape system behind the control seat. Now, Eddie, this is the point where Eddie takes his leave and Grandpa follows him. Now, Ray finds this suit. It's a suit that's got a steam-powered rocket on the back of it. And... This whole time, like you know, Steam Castle is falling into the river, basically, and Scarlet is you know kind of she 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 goes sliding off just as, but just as um Ray is able to catch her and flies off. This now this scene this this one shot in particular every single time I get the, every time I say every time I see this eh ah, shit I can't talk. Ugh. <laughs> <clears throat> Let's see every single time I see this shot, it gives me chills. It gives me absolute chills. The camera zooms in through the collapsing bits and pieces of Steam Castle and zooms right up to the steam ball as it explodes. That's just a beautiful shot. I'd love to know how they did that. Um, And yes, when Steam Castle explodes, I guess all three steam balls went at the same time. So we get a huge explosion, massive explosion yep. that that freezes almost as soon as it happens. Like the steam all comes out and everything freezes. So it's like you've got this giant frozen hedgehog in the middle of the Thames or something. <laughs> now, Ray and Scarlet land on the roof of I think it's um, uh, St. Paul's Cathedral. It's an actual cathedral in London. And oh, okay. Scarlet wonders what happened to Grandpa and Eddie, and Ray is like, "I'm sure they're okay," because as soon as he says that, we see the little submersible from earlier making its way away from Steam Castle through the Thames. Now yeah. we get a we get a um, that, that's it, you know, roll credits. That's the end of the movie. But these are some pretty awesome credits. Did you watch all of them? Ah, I
0: watched some of them. Okay, I didn't go through all of them. I can okay. tell. Yeah, you might want to go through. I could tell
1: it was telling more of the story, it seemed like. Well, it was kind of telling more of, I guess, what what could have been. Because, you know, Steam Boy never had a sequel. And as far as I know, it was never an actual, like, comic book. It was never an actual manga. Um, but you see all okay. of these different scenes of Steam Boy in, like, different parts of the world. Different time periods, like, you know. It's it, like he's it's like you see him in you see Steam Boy in Paris fighting other like robot monsters. And we have scenes that continue the story. We see how Steam Boy may have fought in World War One and how and like in World War Two, I guess, you know, with another guy with a Steam Boy suit. We, you know, it's like we see how this could have could have played out, I guess. And the final shot. I love this um, is the final shot is of a big trimotor plane called scarlet big red trimotor airplane and scarlet is the pilot it's just it's like it's like oh, an old okay. photograph of her in front of in front of her plane and and in this in this photograph her hair is red i guess she finally because I mean, she's been blonde this whole movie but, but her hair was red um i just thought that was really cool how like you know they told you kind of how things could have played out um Without, uh, without really telling you, hey, there's a sequel coming. Cause like, I don't know, but at least in the anime world, like they're not as crazy about making sequels as we are over here. Um, cause I mean, you, you think about it. Okay. nowadays, just about any movie you watch, you're like, well, that's going to have a sequel and not so with the, you know, in the world of, uh, of anime or I'm not, I'm not sure about, you know, like Japanese film in general but most of the time if especially if it's like a big a big name director like Katsuhiro Otomo you're not you, you might not see a sequel
0: I okay. think they've I'll, been I also wonder how does that do they base any of that off how much money it makes because you know over here if it makes a ton of money, yes, you know, automatically oh. it's getting a sequel.
1: Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, and that might be the reason why we never got another Steam Boy was because we, as we've seen here, at best, that movie lost about $8 million. Yeah, yeah um, at best. Yeah. But that was Steam Boy. That is one of my favorite anime movies, just because of how, like, the, the animation of it all... Is so beautiful. The creativity that goes into the, you know, the creation of the world that it's in is just awesome. And I don't know. Like I, <laughs> I think that's one of the reasons I like anime so much is because in Western animation, almost everything is 3D computer animation. Not that that's a bad thing. we still got a lot of great movies that are computer animated. But I still I just love seeing hand-drawn animation in film. That's one of the reasons that Klaus was one of my favorite, probably one of my favorite animated films of last year. Um, possibly my favorite if I had to put an exact number on it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that was Steam Boy. Did you find this movie entertaining, Josh? Yeah, I don't think the
0: steampunk animated genre is for me, Adam. <laughs> I just... Like you're right, it was something to look at.
1: I couldn't get into the story that much, honestly. Yeah that well thinking about it, there really wasn't much of a much of a story. It was basically well, yeah it was basically you know a father and grandfather trying to convince Ray to join their side basically. yeah um, and
0: this is definitely one of those movies at least for me could have been. 20 minutes shorter and i may have enjoyed it more
1: <laughs> yeah yeah it was when I a saw long it one went
0: over two hours i was like oh okay <laughs> yeah after hey, watching that's, willow that's we had to go here. watch we're something all long again. new things Is that what yes yes as <laughs> i say that's why we're here we're all trying something new every week that's
1: right whether you really like it or not it's all about it's all okay. about new that's experiences okay. Hey, it's definitely
0: one I would not have watched otherwise. So hey, I can now <laughs> add it to the list. You can say
1: you've seen it. Uh, so what is it? Uh, that's
0: it. And sometimes that's how it's going to be.
1: Yep. Yeah. So uh what what are we got on our next episode? Uh, that's kind of up in the
0: air right now. Okay.
1: Yeah, this whole
0: uh the, this whole uh, coronavirus
1: the, situation's got our got our schedules a little messed up.
0: Um, I yeah. know been- and we also—I mean—we have plans for a guest soon, so mm-hmm. it's kind of up
1: in the air. Okay. Well, stay tuned for our next episode. Whether we know a- ahead of time what it's going to be or not, we will let you know via one of the socials. That well, hey, on. I tell that this would be a good.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say, make sure you follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. At that, at the time it's ready to come out, I'll definitely put up a thing saying hey this is what's coming soon so we'll
1: definitely have it ready by then right so that wraps up this episode of cinematic blind spots i'm adam and i'm josh and always remember whether you're in your car or in your theater be sure to check your blind spots you guys take care we'll see you next time